since I switched up the rhythm of the podcast, the cadence of the podcast, it has felt really interesting not releasing a solo episode every week as I have been. In the past, I was doing one of these episodes every Monday and doing a guest episode every Friday. And I decided to experiment with alternating one per week and also switching up the days. So it's been really fascinating because I feel a little bit out of sorts. I'm also needing in this moment to double check when does this episode even come out? Because I want to give context. <laughs> I'm used to the, the episodes coming out, um, I think the same week that I've recorded them. So today is July 28th, and this episode, oh my gosh, it's not scheduled to come out till August 24th. So a lot will have happened by the time you hear this outside of Beyond Measure. I record these episodes live within Beyond Measure, which is a great way to stay up to date, to have an interactive experience with me and other community members. And the link to Beyond Measure is in the description if you have been meaning to check it out or you're hearing about it for the first time and you're curious. It is a free private community where I do the recordings and also have various events. I do coaching in there. Uh, a lot of a lot of things happen. And my aim with Beyond Measure is always to connect and to support and to learn from you, from other people and um, continue sharing my journey in real time. And that is the theme of this episode, as is pretty much every episode <laughs> for these solo episodes. Um, and since it's been a little while since I recorded one of these, and by a little while, I think it's maybe been like a week and a half or something, um, it feels like a distance. It feels like so much can happen in that time. And I was reflecting, what do I want to share? There's so much to share. How do you narrow it down? What is new? What is more interesting? And, you know, given that I'm getting up towards 500 episodes of this podcast, sometimes it feels like what else is there to share that I haven't said before? But I've realized that I can stay grounded in the present and the moment by moment human experience. So I will share a struggle today. Um, first of all, some updates. Uh, speaking of struggles, I think because of the cadence switching around, it can seem like um, maybe that there's a, a disconnect like with the time uh, when I record something and when it comes out and then the things that change in between. So it wasn't that long ago that I released an episode sharing about the Monday Blues, I actually made a, a number of episodes about it. And I'm happy to share that that hasn't been a challenge for me lately. And that's really interesting. I don't know why, just as I didn't really know why the Monday Blues was an experience of mine for a while. Um, I don't know why it hasn't been an experience in a while. I don't know why Mondays have felt easier. Maybe it's because I've been more intentional about Mondays, which was part of my experiment. I don't do a lot of work on Mondays. I try not to schedule meetings. I try to have it be a bit of an extension of the weekend and ease myself into the week. And maybe that's just working. Maybe that's why I haven't experienced Monday blues. I wondered if Tuesdays would become a Tuesday blue, but that hasn't happened. And that's great. <laughs> so overall, 
my mental health has been good. And, and I haven't seen a therapist in a few weeks because I, as I mentioned um, a little while back, my therapist moved into a different center, different um, location that's not associated with my insurance plan anymore. And so I'm, I'm just in this period of evaluating, do I want to switch insurance? Do I want to pay out of pocket and, and see him? Do I want to try a different therapist? So it's been interesting because therapy was such a big part of my life for the past year. And to put a pause on that is fascinating because I've had an opportunity to integrate all these amazing lessons I learned from my therapist. And then I find myself in moments wishing that we still had our regular schedule whenever I'm going through a struggle, especially some of the struggles that I've had the last few weeks, which have been relatively minor, but still worth talking about. Before I get into that, though, I also want to give a quick update on my camping trip because that was the subject of my last episode, I think. This is part of the disconnect. I'm like, I think that was the last thing I talked about. Um, so I went to Sequoia National Forest with a group of people and camped there for almost 48 hours. I think we got there at one o'clock PM. And actually, I think I left right before one o'clock PM. So it was almost exactly 48 hours. And it was a really interesting experience because there was no cell service for anyone. And that was probably the biggest element of that takeaway, I suppose, for me, which was living life without being able to connect with anyone except for the people that were there in person. And I yearn for these experiences. I'm trying to be more intentional about that in my life. I've talked a lot about how I've stepped away from social media in a lot of ways, not entirely. I still do work in social media, but very different from how I used to show up. And also all the other ways in which I use a computer and use my phone to send emails, to communicate with phone calls and text messages, to do research online, to be entertained, to watch Netflix and Hulu and all these other channels, like to not be able to access any of that for 48 hours seems like it might be really easy because it's a relatively short period of time. But I think that many of us, myself included, are in this time of being so connected to others and, and sources of information and entertainment online that 48 hours is quite a long time to not do that. And I found it really wonderful. I wouldn't say that it was hard, but there were moments in which I almost didn't know what to do with myself. <laughs> And it was also interesting because in the past few years, I've done this international day of unplugging and that involved me not using any devices for 24 hours from sun, sundown to sundown. It was a Friday at sundown till Saturday at sundown. And that didn't feel so hard because I was at home, but being out in nature camping away from home for 48 hours, no internet, no cell service, and just being with a small group of people, very different than the international day of unplugging. And I, there would be these moments where I was just staring into nature 
and noticing like there was nothing else to do but just sit <laughs> I'm sitting in different places, sitting in the hammock, which was really lovely, sitting in my tent, sitting in a chair by the campfire, um, being out. And for some reasons, Siri thinks that I'm talking, speaking of internet, Siri is like, hey, don't forget you're connected right now. Um, let me, I should turn on do not disturb. Leave me alone. See, even, even in small ways, the internet starts to tap into us even when we're not even trying so to just be kind of in a new element with minimal things you know only had the items that i thought to pack and only the items that can fit in my car and only the items that the other people brought it was just very different and it it required me to operate in new ways lovely time um sleep was interesting too I've talked a lot about my sleep disorder. I was worried I was going to have a sleep episode. Um, I didn't really, but I, I, I expected and hoped for a really deep, rejuvenating sleep. Out in nature, a lot of people say that that's the experience they have when they sleep in a tent on, in a campground. For some reason, sleep wasn't that impactful. <laughs> um, it was just really the experience of, of almost doing nothing. And I say almost because certainly we did things. There was a creek that ran by the park. So at one point we, or twice actually in two different days, I went down with the group and just sat by the creek for a while. Um, I sat in the hammock. I took lots of naps. We made food. We sat around and talked, but we didn't leave the campsite. There were, I think, six of us total. And it was just sitting around together. And so it felt like something that's very human. It's rooted in our history as human beings. And yet odd that it felt so out of the ordinary. And I think I'm still processing and integrating over a week later on that experience. And if anything else comes up, I will share. Uh, but that experience ties into the main subject that I want to explore today, which was that on my way back from that trip, I was anticipating some news on an opportunity, a professional opportunity that I really had hoped was going to work out. And I knew that there was a high chance that the day I came back from that trip was when I would hear the news about this. And so I'm driving out of this national forest and it was hours before I got cell service again because it was very remote. And I get down to the bottom of, of the forest, finally outside of it. And, you know, I see that I have cell service. And the first thing I do is check my email to see if I got notified on this opportunity. And I did. Sadly, the opportunity uh, was not passed on to me. I, I heard that I was not selected for this opportunity. And I won't share the details because the details don't, don't really matter that much except for that I wanted something. I worked really hard to try to get it. I felt a bit attached to it. I had hope. I was excited about it. And I also felt really confident. I thought this opportunity was going to work out for me. And 
it was just so interesting to spend 48 hours, not, you know, not doing anything, not being connected and, and not really even thinking about it that much. But the moment that I had connection to the internet again, I feel felt so much eagerness to find out and then to receive heavy news right after a really light experience was kind of intense. And I still had to finish driving home. You know, I had like several hours from that point that I got internet until I actually got home that night. And, and so I spent the car ride just really thinking about it and noticing how I was thinking about it and how I was feeling. And I started to feel depression after that. Um, this was on a Saturday and I didn't start feeling better until maybe Tuesday. And I, I felt frustrated, you know, I, I had the Monday blues, but very different from what I've described in the past. It wasn't that it was like an unexplained Monday blues. It just happened to be Monday. And I happened to have some disappointing news to process. And I was fascinated with the experience for part of the time I almost was in disbelief, like, wow, I work so hard. I feel like I should have been granted this opportunity. And that's an interesting thing too. Almost like the idea of deserving something like I deserve this. I worked hard. I'm worthy of this. I'm qualified for this. Why didn't it happen? It was a big question for me and still kind of is. And I don't have an answer to that. <laughs> it reminds me of competition shows that I've watched, like uh, American Idol, where I've seen amazing people work really hard, try really hard, and they don't get chosen as the winner. Somebody else does. Does that mean that the other people weren't as talented? It's hard to say, right? Because the concept of winning, of achieving something, of getting something that other people want to get, it, it kind of logically seems like, well, somebody must be better because that's how you win. In my experience, though, it was a little bit more like a matter of luck or a matter of opinion. And I, well, I suppose a competition is generally a matter of opinion. You have judges in the opportunity that I had. There was a group of people that decided whether or not I was given this opportunity or somebody else was, and they chose someone else over me. And that that sucks, you know, like it, it kind of reminded me of dating um, in my years. Uh, well, I guess I probably didn't do it for years. I think I spent like six or nine months doing online dating. And that was not a pleasant experience for me. I, I did meet some some nice men. Um, but there were moments where I'd go on dates and, and then I would never hear from certain men again, or I would match with them on the app and they would never follow up. And, and it was kind of a similar feeling of, wow, like I thought I put together a really nice profile. I picked good photos of myself and, and tried to highlight the best parts of myself. I feel worthy. I feel confident. Why are they not interested in me? And I think work can 
be similar in that sense where it's like we're often given this message that if we just work hard enough, we're going to get what we want. And if we just build up enough self-esteem and confidence, if we just try over and over again, like all these messaging, I have not found that to be true. It feels like a lot of luck. It feels like a matter of timing. And it can also feel extremely confusing when in this specific opp opportunity I had, I can't explain why it didn't work out for me, really. Maybe like some tiny little things, um, some feedback I was given, like I guess makes sense for it, but like it's not enough to justify it not working out for me in my head. And so I realized that my head wasn't helpful. I couldn't think myself out of the feelings. I just had to sit there and feel the disappointment. And it lasted for a few days. I don't really feel it right now. Maybe, maybe tiny, maybe a little bit. It's not as fresh and tender. It's like I've gotten used to the disappointment. <laughs> and um, that, that feeling of, of being used to it lasted uh, up until a few hours ago, maybe like yeah, it must have been like two hours ago. I got another disappointing news. <laughs> it wasn't quite as big, but it was in the same level. Another thing I worked really hard for didn't work out as I thought it would. It worked out partially. Like 30% of what I thought was going to happen happened. And I'm just like in disbelief two hours ago thinking, really another thing? Another thing I worked really hard for, I followed all the steps. I thought I was doing everything right and it still didn't work out. And then I had this moment just in the past two hours of thinking, why, why? It's almost like the why me feeling like really like why another thing? And then in, in just under a week, two big professional disappointments happen. And my brain started to go through like these old like myths and stories that I've been told around success. Like, well, you'll just have a few failures, but don't worry, you're going to get a break. You know, like you're going to catch your break. Just keep going. And my thought after that was there's no guarantee when or if we will catch a break. And I started to go to a little bit of a dark place of, well, what if nothing else ever works out again? <laughs> Which is really funny and extreme. I, maybe I didn't quite think to that extreme, but it was along those lines of, oh, so another thing happened. What's next? What else is not going to go my way? What else is going to go wrong? What else? What other disappointments are ahead of me? I have a big road trip coming up and I found out either yesterday or the day before that my car needs a big repair, which fortunately is covered under my car's warranty. But I did all this reading online about this specific repair and there is a possibility that the repair is going to take a long time and I won't be able to leave for my trip when I thought. 
And that's been sitting with me for the last 24 hours. So I guess you could add that to the mix of a third thing. It hasn't even happened yet. It has, there's been no answer. It is just a fear. But today, after my second big professional disappointment, I thought it's just going to be my luck that I'm going to find out at my service appointment next week that the repair is going to take a long time and my whole trip is going to be screwed up. Like, you know, when a number of things start going wrong and you're like, this is just going to get worse. <laughs> That's kind of the state that I've been in today of like, it is, it feels like a pattern. And yet I know on some level that there is no pattern, just like there is no way to predict success. There's also no way to predict failure. Just because a number of things have happened, those could all just be coincidences. And maybe all of life is just a coincidence. Maybe we really just don't have nearly as much or any control as we think we do. I think that is more likely. And so the way that I've been processing a lot of these things is A, allowing myself to feel the feelings like to sit in the suck. I think one of my guests on the show might've said that before. I, I didn't make that up. Sitting in the, in the suck sounds like something else I heard somebody say. That was a helpful thing. It didn't necessarily make me feel better. It just took the pressure off of myself to fix it, to fix myself, to just allow myself to sit in the disappointment to grieve the lost opportunity, to notice my brain feeling disbelief and confusion, to notice my tendency to try to think my way through it. I was trying to understand why it didn't work out for me, even though there was really no way for me to understand it. It just, it just happened that way. Just because I didn't get an opportunity doesn't mean that I didn't work hard for it, doesn't mean that I don't deserve it, doesn't mean that I'm not worthy of it. And then the thing that happened a couple hours ago, I, I kind of went through a similar process of, <laughs> I opened up uh, the website to look into, it's hard to describe without telling you the details, um, but essentially where I saw the news about the situation, I. I just looked at it in disbelief, like, what? This isn't what I thought was going to happen. This is not the outcome I was expecting. How did this happen? And I'm just like, I literally closed out of the window and then opened it up again because if I didn't believe my eyes. <laughs> um, and so it was like part of my process was that disbelief, like how I was attached to outcomes in both cases. So when I got a different outcome, I didn't believe it because of the attachment. And then it's about practicing the acceptance while also trying not to get attached to negative outcomes happening, such as the car situation. I'm trying not to plan for anything at this time. In that specific situation, it is really difficult because I developed an entire plan for this upcoming road trip. And I had to, well, maybe had is too strong of a word. I chose 
to book certain things ahead of time because when it comes to road trips, camping, the type of travel I do, you have a better chance of things working out in your favor when you book them in advance. Otherwise, things can book up. Campgrounds, uh, various experiences that I do, excursions, et cetera. Like there's just a lot that I cho choose to plan. And unfortunately, not all of those things will give me a refund. And I'm trying sitting here still in this moment as I'm sharing this, trying not to panic about losing money because I don't even know what will happen with my car. There's no way for me to know right now. As much as I want to know, I can't know. Just like as much as I want to understand why these opportunities didn't work out despite my best efforts, there's really no way to explain it. And that is difficult for me because I think I've gone about life trying to be prepared, trying to work hard, trying to put my best effort into things, trying to develop confidence, self-esteem, worthiness, trying, trying, trying. And these three things are kind of like that famous quote that, um, how does it go? You make plans and God laughs. <laughs> it's so well known for a lot of people. And yet I still find myself really trying to make plans and having these experiences where despite it all, it's just not working. Does that mean I don't make plans? That's a big question. Right now, the answer is no, because I find comfort in making plans. Even though there's pain when the plans don't work out, I still want to do it. And I think when we still do something despite the pain, that might be a signal that either we're glutton for punishment or that we really resonate with something because we're willing to do it even when it's hard. But that could change. I don't know. I could get to the point where I'm feeling so beaten down by change of plans and things not working out. There's actually a fourth thing that comes to mind as I share this. Um, on a, a personal level, also attached to the road trip I have coming up, someone in my life made a decision that impacted my plans and I had to move things around. And this person in my life is really important to me. When they essentially told me that the plans together were not going to work out, I was extremely disappointed and hurt. And it's all for the same reason is that I really wanted something and I thought by planning for it, it would work out. So I guess I'm just hearing this over and over again, but it's almost as if I want to plan for plans, not working out like that feels safe. Like maybe if I just plan for disaster, I will feel better when the disaster happens. Or maybe if I just plan for things failing, it won't hurt as bad if I fail. It won't hurt as bad when things go wrong. But that in itself is a plan because I'm trying to plan for things not working out, you know? And, and so it just leads me to this place of thinking, wow, <laughs> what do I do? Maybe it's a little bit of, of it all.
I recently recorded an episode that's coming out, I think a few weeks from this one. And the guest talks about instead of an or, we can look at life through an, with an and, meaning it's not this or that, it's this and that. So I can plan while also trying not to make plans. Seems like impossible, but maybe there's some sort of happy medium. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense to me, but other things aren't making sense anyways. I think I go about life looking at it very logically because logic often feels safe. Patterns feel safe to me. So I can look for that sense of safety and maybe find that middle ground of saying, I want to feel safe and I can accept feeling unsafe. I want to feel successful and I can feel some sort of acceptance for failure. I want to feel worthy, but there are times where something happens that that triggers my unworthiness. It's all of it happening at once. Maybe I'm looking at life too binary. Maybe there's no way to know what's going to happen in the next moment. That is comforting to me, I will say. And that news happened a couple of hours ago. Because it felt so familiar to the other news that happened um, about a week ago, I just thought, you know what? I have no idea what's next. There's no pattern here. I could get great news. I could get bad news again. No idea. Is the lesson to just say, well, no idea. That doesn't mean I won't try. It's just can I try without attachment or is there some level of trying with attachment and hope while also knowing that I don't even know how to put into words. I imagine this makes sense. I imagine that I'm not alone in this. This is why I share these things. The point, the whole point of this is that it doesn't make sense. So I don't even need to try to explain it in a way that makes sense. I think it's just a feeling. <laughs> I think it's that I can share it and acknowledge the pain and the challenge in life while also knowing that I had lots of wonderful things happen in between those moments of pain, in between those feelings of failure and disappointment, all sorts of lovely things have happened. And I thought, should I write them down? Should I do a gratitude list? Should I, should I try to focus on the positive and remain in hope? I actually didn't even feel like doing those things because I knew that those things were happening. I just kind of wanted to sit and allow and allow all the mixture of, of things pass through me and say, okay, this is life. We all know that, right? We all know there are ups and downs, highs and lows, and, and there are a lot of in-betweens. And this feels a little bit like an in-between. 
because the disappointments I had were not that big. They weren't life-changing. They weren't going to wreck my career or bankrupt me. They were just setbacks or maybe not even a setback, maybe just a dead end that I'm going to turn around from and go the other way. Some people call that a redirection. I thought about that too. So there's a comforting phrase around redirection is God's protection. I don't know if I was being protected. I don't even know if I was being redirected. It was just like I had to go around and keep going or pause. Like sometimes when you hit a roadblock, you sit there and look at a map and decide where you want to go to next. And that's essentially what I did. And then I hit another roadblock, another, and maybe they just all happened more frequently and closer to each other than other times of in life. But in general, life is full of roadblocks and full of redirections and full of disappointments and full of successes and full of luck and, and unexpected joys. It's all of it. And while it feels nice to be able to summarize it all that way, it all sounds kind of obvious the more I talk about it because they're universal experiences. We just all have different rhythms with it. Still feels worthwhile sharing. It feels good to talk about it. And I'm grateful for you listening. And if it feels good to listen and you can um, resonate with it, it, it's something that feels familiar to you too. Is there an opportunity for you to talk about it? Does it feel good for you to talk about it or to journal or just to like flow through it or meditate on it? One of the reasons I set up Beyond Measure is to talk about these things. There are people watching live and Beyond Measure right now, and they might stick around to chat with me about it after. And that's so cool. Like I want to hear about your struggles and your thoughts and how you can relate. So you're welcome to come into Beyond Measure if you want to process things out loud. The, the whole point is that I don't want you to feel like you're always just listening. I want you to know you're part of it. And I want to listen to you too. And if you choose not to come into Beyond Measure, then I wonder for you, is there someone else you would like to share something with? Does this prompt you to process? I used to actually pr process a lot by recording videos that I wouldn't share with anybody. Sometimes I still do it. I did it a ton growing up and it, off and on throughout my life. I would just turn on the video camera and talk just like I'm doing right now. This is part of the reason it feels so natural. I've been doing this for a very long time, well before the podcast. And I want to remind you that that option is there for you too. You don't even have to record it. You could just talk to yourself out loud. <laughs> You could, you could write it down. You could call a friend, a loved one. You could talk to an animal. Because it certainly feels better to share. I think that's probably one of the best things that I found is like, this is life. These are emotions. These are hard and confusing and challenging. When I share them out loud, I feel a lot better. So thank you for being part of, of making me feel better. Thank you for being part of the podcast in my life. The next episode will be out next week with a guest. 
I do this almost every time where I go and look at my list of guests and say something like, oh my gosh, the next guest is going to be so great. And they are. <laughs> I see their name. I get very excited. So, um, and then guest last week, I mean, actually I was thinking, thinking about him, Scott Davis, because he talks about the, is it a teeter totter? What's the phrase? He talks about the metaphor and, and the literal experience he had as a kid, like standing in the middle of what I think is a teeter totter, you know, with like two sides and one person sits on one side, the other person sits on, on the other side. And as a kid, he used to stand in the middle of it and try to balance and seesaw. Maybe that's what it is. Is that the say? Is that a synonym seesaw and teeter totter? I don't know. Um, but anyways, if you haven't listened to Scott Davis's episode, it really ties into this one. And so does the next one and the next one. I mean, they all kind of tie together. I am, I am in awe of the people that come on the show. So that'll be next week for you or the week before this. We'll alternate, go back and forth. If you have any feedback on the current cadence of the show, I'd love to hear it. I'm experimenting just like I'm always experimenting with life. Um, I'm experimenting with once a week. It feels a little minimal to me. So I'm feeling into, do I like the minimal? Do you like the minimal? Do we want to go back to two episodes a week? Is there a certain day of the week you like releases? These are all the things I'm trying to figure out. And if you don't tell me, I have to guess. So please tell me, please give me some feedback. If you have an opinion on it, if you have a preference, I will truly take that into consideration. And you can tell me through Beyond Measure, if you're a member, if you join that free community, or you can always send me an email. I love getting emails, uh, even though I don't always respond in true transparency, in all transparency, I struggle responding to emails, but I read them all. So if you send me an email, I will read it and I will do my best to reply to you. Well, that is it for today. Thank you so much again for listening and I'll see you again next week, hopefully with the next guest. Bye for now.